What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are new here, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, leave a rating and review, and also follow our Instagram. This helps our podcast grow, and I'll appreciate it very much. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate it as well. Uh, just a quick update on what has been happening this week. Uh, we had a little trouble with our old podcast host, and that's why there's a new page on our Spotify and Apple Podcast. I'm assuming if you are listening to this episode, you have found them. But if you know someone that's trying to look for it, uh, you can ask them to reach out to our Instagram page. We'll send you those links. The link's also on our bio our Instagram as well for our Apple Podcast. But just letting you know there's new pages just because our old podcast host uh, deleted all of our old stuff and... Now we have to create new pages so we can upload the new episodes to those new pages. It's all complicated, but hopefully you guys understand and hopefully we're making it work now. I'm trying my best to get everyone to those new pages. But we have two great interviews for you guys today. We have Penn State sophomore Connor McMenamin. We also have Union senior from the women's ice hockey team, Michaela Mori. Two very good players, two very underrated players. They do a lot for their teams, and I don't, th- I don't think they get recognized as they should. So it's great to interview them both. So without further ado, here is Penn State sophomore Connor McMenamin. Enjoy, everybody. We are here today with current sophomore of the Penn State men's hockey team, Connor McMenamin. Connor, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and how are you doing today? I'm good, yeah. Thank you for having me. And the first question I have to ask you is, obviously, it's been odd with COVID-19 going around, but what's it been like to prepare for this upcoming season, and what challenges have you faced trying to do so? Um, yeah, it's definitely been a little bit different. Um, obviously, you know, watching out for everyone's safety and uh, trying to get around to working out, but... Uh, I've had a little bit of a weird summer. Um, I had postseason surgery uh, to help repair my hip labrum. Um, so I was actually up at school for a while, uh, rehab, and I just came home a couple weeks ago. And um, our gym back home has been open, thankfully. Um, we work out in small groups at 10.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursday, ice for us, where we go out and uh, usually start out with a bit of uh, skating and then uh, finished off with some skills so it's been nice to be back and, and getting back in the swing of things is the hip doing well yeah yeah definitely um it's just one of those things that had been bothering me for a little while now so um it was good to get it fixed and it's feeling better than ever so well that's good to hear and what are some of your goals for this upcoming season not only for you but for your team as well yeah um you know we have a bit of a different team this year we're going to be young but um our freshman class coming in they're unbelievably talented um we have good leadership on the back end um and all of our returners so um i think is our goal this year is just to you know somewhat finish finish off where we left last year i think we have the team to do it um you know i think if you if your goal isn't to win a national championship from the beginning of the season you're already selling yourself short so, um, yeah, like I said, I, I think we're just looking forward to a season and seeing how, how we can mesh early here. Now, growing up, how did you start playing hockey? Um, this is a good story, actually. My, I, I did everything my older brother, uh, Colton, wanted to do. And um, he one day said, you know, I want to I wanna skate. So we, he started skating at, like, local skates and – um, you know, obviously I wanted to do what he did. So I started going 
and he was like seven at the time and I was only three and a half and from there he got into ice hockey and I did too just because I wanted to be like him and um, the rest was just kind of history just kind of continued from there and did you have a favorite player growing up I did uh Danny Briere oh wow by far my favorite player I love the Flyers growing up obviously from Collegeville Philly area um yeah, I, I love Dan Briere. He was my go-to guy. Yeah, I was a huge Mike Richards fan back in the day. He was – I don't know what happened to him, but he was very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Now, before Penn State, you played in the USHL for the Tri-City Storm and the Sioux City Musketeers. What was it like uh, to play in the USHL? Oh, it was good. It's definitely um, a league that uh, you grow up in pretty fast. I came right from U16 at Shattuck, and, you know, the – you get up into the USHL and it's the speed is different. The guys are older, you know, more mature, more physical. Um, so it was definitely an adjustment, but I got, I got pretty lucky. Um, our Sioux city team was incredible. Um, we had a couple of draft picks off that team, uh, just guys to look up to for your first year that, you know, you, you know, some teams might not have had, but, um, it was, it was pretty special. And then we also had, uh, some good teams in tri city, uh, when I was there, especially our second year, we had a, an a Anderson Cup. Uh, sold ourselves short in the playoffs, but um, pretty special team nonetheless to be a part of. And what was the difference, in your opinion, between your play at Sioux City and at Tri-City? Um, I think the coaches were just a little bit different. Um, some of the systems we had were definitely the same. I actually had uh, our assistant coach in Sioux City, Ethan Goldberg. He came over to Tri-City when I got traded there. So there was some familiarity there in, in the way we did things, like our penalty kill. But um, Jay Verity is an, an incredible coach. I had him in Sioux City. Um, he's obviously with Tucson now in the A. Um, he's more of a running gun, physical kind of guy. I think he holds the record for penalty minutes in the USHL. Um, so that's kind of his style of play. And then our other coach was more, um, you know, systematic, um, big into our systems and how we should play. And, um, a lot of positive reinforcement for him. So there's just a, just two a little bit different playing styles, but both worked and both were unbelievable, you know, mentors and coaches for sure. Now, what did you do during your time in the UCHL that improved your game in college? Um, I would definitely say uh, defense. Um, I think when you play U16 and uh, kind of like the minor hockey, you can get away with a lot of stuff, um, a lot of habits that don't work at the upper levels. And I think, as soon as you get to the USHL, you learn very fast that, you know, you make one mistake and uh, it's most likely in the back of your net or a scoring chance against. So I think just being a 200-foot player um, was definitely my biggest thing uh, to adjust to. Now, like you mentioned earlier, you got to also play for Shattuck St. Mary's. How did you get the opportunity to play there and what was that like? Um, yeah, so I played minor hockey back here for the Junior Flyers and um, I think one day my parents got a phone call from Ben Umefer, Um just, you know, said that uh, they had been watching me and liked me and wanted me to come out for a visit. And I went out um, sometime in February and just uh, skated with the team, did like a little scrimmage, a little tryout. And they, you know, said that we think you could fit in here. And um, I don't know, I, you can call it offered a spot, whatever, um, but said, you know, apply to school and go through the process. So. Um, I was pretty fortunate. Uh, I went through it with my best friend, uh, Josh Maniscalco. He plays at Arizona State right now. He uh, he went out before me, um, 
and then I got a call too. So it was pretty cool uh, that we that we grew up playing hockey together since we were four years old. So uh, for us to both go out there was really special. Yeah, and what was it like to play for a school that Sidney Crosby used to play in, other former NHLers and current NHLers played in, and being part of that history, how how does it feel to be a part of that? Uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, it's super special. Um, you know, going to a place like that is very prestigious school. Um, you know, I think you just try and add on to the tradition as much as possible, and, um, you know, I don't think you're going to replace the big names up there like, Sidney Crosby, you know, Nathan McKinnon, guys like that, Jonathan Taze, Zach Parise, but um, it was really special. Um, the culture, uh, we had guys, you know, like the year right above us, Clayton Keller played there. Uh, he's in the NHL now, so it was it was cool. It was just like a very humbling, cool experience to be a part of, and you, you definitely learn that um, there's a lot of players that are a lot better than you, and, you know, you always have room to work. And I want to talk about your recruiting process and what made you want to go to Penn State? Um, you know, I'm from the, the Philly area. And um, as I was, you know, looking around at schools, um, I'd been talking to Penn State for a while. And they had offered me a, a, a spot on the team. And I think it was just for me, it was a no brainer. I'd been away from home since I was 14 at Shattuck and the juniors. And um, I think this just gave me a chance to, you know, come home essentially and play for uh, a newer school and, and help build a program. And I mean, what the, the people before us that have played for Penn state have already done with the program is, you know, truly incredible. And um, I think just to go and play for that school, you know, in my home state, have my family be able to, you know, come see games every weekend. It, it's, it was a, a no brainer. Now talk about the coaching staff and what's it like to play under them. Uh, the coaching staff is incredible. Um, Guy Godowski is, is so positive. Um, he is just one of the best coaches I've ever had. Um, and the assistants, Matt Lindsay and, and Keith Fisher, they do an incredible job of um, keeping, you know, everyone intact in and practices and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. They're just, they work so well together as a team and they help, you know, they care about the players. They're, they're so for the team and, and for the individual. And it's just, it's really special because, you know, it helps you, it gives you confidence to play your game and play within the system and they give everyone, you know, chances. So it's, it's really fun to play for them. Now, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the mental side of the game, trying to make quicker decisions or was it the physicality playing against guys that are a lot older than you were? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think when you make that jump to juniors, you realize it's a little bit faster, but then when you go to college too, it's especially faster. Um, guys are even older, even stronger in college. So I think that the speed aspect is, you know, you adjust to it pretty quickly, but um, the mental aspect of making the right play or the smart play compared to the risky play, like it's, it's quicker in the NCAA for sure. Um, I think that was probably one of the hardest things to adjust to. Now, Penn State is known to have one of the best student sections in college hockey. What's it like to play in that environment, and what's the best chant you've heard from the student section? Um, yeah, uh, the Roar Zone, our, our student section, is, is pretty incredible. They do unbelievable work. They make our atmosphere and our rink what it is and what it's known for. Um, I think, you know, the first time you come out onto the ice at Penn State, you see them over the opposing goalie just – mountain high like it, it's chilling like it's pretty special 
Um, best chant. Um, I don't really call it, I don't know if it's like a chant, but after every game, I think my favorite part of the Roar Zone is um, we sing the, our school alma mater together. Um, we all line up on the blue line and we sing it with our student section. I think that's pretty special. Um, you know, and they, they love it. They make signs. The signs every game are, are incredible. Um, just the work that they put in just to, you know, give us a slight advantage over, you know, an opposing team. It's, it's unbelievable. Now you scored your first collegiate goal against Minnesota. Describe that moment and who did you call first? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, weird. We were on a, a power play. I think we were up um, 6-2 at the time. And uh, our coach just kind of threw out our freshman line uh, towards the end of the game. And we just won a face off. And uh, our defenseman, Chris Malari, you know, got a puck through their first guy and I just tried to get a stick on it. I did, and I looked back. I saw it hit the post, and I didn't. I didn't see it go in, but um, I saw uh, our, my teammate Kevin Wall celebrate. So I, you know, obviously got excited. But yeah, it was pretty special. Um, Who did I call first, man? Um, I think I called my mom first. I'd say. Um, I think all she said to me was really a tip or something like that, just joking with me. But it was pretty funny. Now, how do you balance academics while playing Division One college hockey? Um, it's definitely a challenge. I think it's something as a freshman you got to get used to. But um, I don't. I'm sure it's this similar at almost every other school. But you know, our Penn State does a really good job of um, providing us with any academic service that we need. Um, and we have a, a whole facility dedicated just to athletes where we can go and, and do our schoolwork and you know study hall hours and all that stuff. So. Um, they make it easy for on the time management side, just for, you know, setting aside time for us to go get our stuff done and uh, studying. Also at our rink, we have, um, you know, a study room that, you know, has everything you need in it and guys go in there and, and utilize it pretty well. So um, I think that's a big, big part of our team culture, too, is our academics. So, um, you know, it's obviously everyone tries really hard and, and we try and stay up there in the GPA. Now, what was your favorite game this past season that you played in? Um, uh, favorite game, probably Michigan, uh, our Saturday night game against Michigan. We beat them. It was the first time our senior class had won at Yoast, um, which was really cool for, for them and obviously a special moment for our team, but, um, uh, Michigan's Michigan also, you know, they, they have a good atmosphere there. Their student sections are, are rowdy. They're right on top of you on the bench. So I think just playing in that, um, historic rink and, um, experiencing that atmosphere there, that was pretty special. And then obviously getting the win on top of it, that was really cool. Now talking about playing at Yost, what's your favorite road arena to play in in the Big Ten? Favorite road arena? Um, I mean, they're all they're all incredible buildings, but uh, I'd probably have to say Yost. They're, it's, Michigan's pretty pretty cool place to play. Now, obviously the season got canceled before you guys played in the Big Ten tournament. Where did you find out and what was the reaction amongst your teammates? Um... Yeah, I mean, it was a tough time, obviously, with the circumstances. Um, you know, everyone was sad. We were, we were all disappointed. But I think everyone especially felt for our seniors. I'm sure, you know, it was the same way around the around the college hockey world. But um, just a, a tough moment. I, I don't think that's how anyone wants their season to end. Um, but like I said, with the circumstances, sometimes that's all you can, can only control what you can control. So um, it was sad, but yeah.
Now we're getting to the segment I call the non-hockey questions, where I ask you some non-hockey questions. And my first question is, what's your favorite sport to watch at Penn State that is not hockey? Uh, I'd have to say either wrestling or women's volleyball. They're uh, pretty electric atmospheres there. Now, have you been to the whiteout game at Penn State against Michigan for football? I have. It was uh, my first one this year. Um, I don't think there is ever an atmosphere in college football quite like that. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible the what the students do. And, you know, you think of our student section and our, our rink compared to that. And it's just a little sliver of, of Beaver stadium, but yeah, that game was, was also chilling. You're not even playing in it, but you have chills as they come out on the field. So it was pretty special. Was that the loudest building you've ever been in? Ever by far. Now, my next question is if you can make an appearance on any TV show, what would it be? Any TV show, um, ooh, probably Prison Break. Uh, that was uh, I binge watched that show in high school, uh, and I've rewatched it uh, probably two or three times. I, I don't know why, but something about Michael Schofield and how smart he is. Like I, I think it'd be pretty cool to play a character like that. Now, what would what would your character be? Would you be like one of his sidekicks for the Prison Break? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to uh, probably be one of the smart guys and helping him out. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe a sidekick, maybe a third brother um, between him and, uh, him and his brother. So, yeah, we'd see probably one of those. Now, what's your favorite cereal? Uh, favorite cereal, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Nice, that's the best answer. Yeah, um, I don't think Now, what sporting event would you love to attend someday? What sporting event? Yeah, like the Super Bowl or something like that. Um, Monaco and Formula One racing. Oh, wow. Um, there's been a, a race before? I've never been to a race, but there's a series out on Netflix, uh, Drive to Survive, new one that came out. Um, I absolutely binge watched that with one of my teammates, and we are all in on Formula One now. Like, we love it. So I think going to Monaco would be, would be pretty special. Do you like Lewis Hamilton? Because he was my favorite Formula One driver from that show. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Um, we liked uh, Daniel Ricciardo. He was probably our favorite. Um, we also liked uh, Verstappen. He's, he's a new and up-and-coming guy. So Now, um, what music do you listen to before a game? Um, it kind of depends. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, if I – feel like I need to focus up a bit more I'll probably get into some some hip-hop or rap um but if you know I'm feeling loose I'm feeling good and you know I want to keep that that same mood I'll probably listen to some EDM or some uh mixes on SoundCloud or something like that now which road arena or Penn State matter has the best warm-up mix uh, I mean we had a pretty good warm-up mix this year um obviously we put it together but best one on the road uh I think Michigan State had a pretty good one this year. Now, who's the funniest on Penn State? Funniest on Penn State? I hate to admit it, but uh, Adam Pillowix, um, <laughs> one of my good buddies on the team. But um, one of those guys, he kind of knows he's funny, but, like, you don't want him to know that he's funny. But he's, he's definitely the funniest on our team. Now, bringing back to some hockey questions now, what advice would you give younger players pursuing Division One college hockey? Uh, my biggest advice I'd say is take your time. Um, I think, you know, you see a lot of kids, I know they changed the rule recently, but 
trying to commit when they're bantams, you know, bantam minors, bantam majors, it's early, like 14 years old, like take your time, like go visit all the schools, see what you like. I mean, it's hard to pick what school you, you know, you, you think you want to go to when you're 14 years old. And, um, it's never a rush either. Like I think the average age for a college freshman is, is 19 or, or 20 years old. So um, it's never a rush. Like I would, like I said, just, just take your time and, and see all, see out all your options. Now, what has been your favorite hockey memory thus far? Um, this far, probably winning uh, the Big Ten regular season this year. I know we were we were all together uh, watching. I think it was Michigan and Minnesota, and we needed Michigan to win. We were in a, a race with Minnesota, and we were you know all sitting around the TV watching. And I think it was the first time we ever cheered for Michigan when they scored in the shootout. But um, that was a pretty special moment. Just you know. Uh, never been really a part of something like that. So that was, that was definitely special. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to make before we let you go? Any shout outs? Uh, it's one of my best pal, Connor McEachern's 21st birthday today. So I'll give him a shout out. Nice. Well, happy birthday to him. And thank you so much, Connor, for coming on the podcast. I wish you and your team the best in the future. And I hope to see your team in person very soon. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much to Connor for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it very much, and I wish him all the best for next season. He's going to do fantastic, and I'm predicting he might be a top-five goal scorer for Penn State. That's just my prediction, but what do I know? Next up, we have senior forward for the Union women's ice hockey team, Michaela Mori. She was super nice and had a lot of interesting things to say about the program. So without further ado, here is Michaela Mori. Enjoy, everyone. On today's podcast, we have senior forward from the Union women's hockey team, Michaela Morley. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and how's everything going? Hi, thanks for having me, and it's been good. Obviously, like with quarantine, everything, life kind of changed and kind of came to a halt, but it's definitely nice having some family time. That's good, and how's quarantine overall been going for you, and what have you been doing to prepare for this upcoming season? Well, I I don't know. It's definitely been tough for me because everything's kind of been closed down for the whole summer pretty much. Like I just got skating again two weeks ago and my gym just opened up last week. So definitely going a little bit stir crazy, trying to work out in my house, in my basement. But things are obviously very limited and kind of stressed about getting back into things. But definitely, like I said before, enjoying family time. And being a senior on the team now, what type of leadership do you hope to bring to this year's team? Um, I guess the basic would just kind of be lead by example. So I kind of want to be able to work hard and show my teammates like what I want to be able to do and what they should be doing as well. Um, I also really like to build relationships with all the girls on my team. So kind of having like that open like communication between all of my teammates and kind of holding each other accountable for stuff is definitely something I want to set the bar for. What's your strategy for, for the incoming freshmen, how to implement them to the team and make them feel like they're a part of something? I guess the big thing would just be inclusion. Like I know we've had issues with that on our team with inclusion before, and I guess just kind of doing things more as a team. Like if I'm going to go grab something for dinner or something, kind of throwing it in our group chat, being like, hey, anyone else want to come? And then hopefully they kind of grab onto that and they want to come with me and we kind of start there. But I would just say, like, work hard and kind of be open to having those friendships on the team. And as you know, the Ivy League announced that they will not be playing fall sports this year. Playing in a conference with Ivy League schools, have you heard what the upcoming season might look like for the ECAC? 
I mean, I haven't really heard much about the whole season in general, but I do know a few people on Princeton who've told me that they don't think they're even going to have enough girls because they're all taking gap years if they get approved. So I know that Princeton might be off the table for one of the Ivies. But as for the other Ivies, I honestly am kind of in the dark. Like, it's so up in the air. And even, like, our season, like, our sports are canceled in the fall, and we don't even know if we're going to have a season or not. So it's all – I'm still hearing things. I don't know. It's changing every day because of the whole situation with the COVID-19 in the States. And I just – just patiently waiting to, have, like, hear what they're going to say. Yeah, well, hopefully they have a season. And if they do, what do you think your goals and expectations are for this year's unions team? I mean, we've come so close two years now that I've been at Union to making playoffs, and that has always been a goal of mine and our whole team since I was a freshman. So I guess even in our short span of time we might have, if we do have a season, would just be to make playoffs and eventually like make it further than that. I, yeah. don't know, I think we can do it. <laughs> I think you can too, but I want to talk about before you went to Union. You grew up in Ontario. How did you start playing hockey? Honestly, that's kind of a funny story. I grew up playing soccer since I was like five and all the girls I played soccer with, they actually also played hockey. And so when soccer season was done, they were like getting ready to play hockey. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to play with them. And my dad kind of was like, you're not playing hockey. Like he was so against it. And then I, he eventually caved and I started playing house league, but I was just so confused because I wanted to play with my friends who were already playing double A and I was just kind of like, Oh my God, what the heck I want to get there. And that kind of drove me to be where I am. But I didn't start playing hockey till I was maybe like eight or nine. Oh, wow. I was pretty late. <laughs> and did you have a favorite player growing up? Um, I didn't really watch hockey as a kid. Cause like I said, I grew up playing soccer, but I will say one of my big role models was um, my aunt Vicky Sonahara. Um, she played for the Canadian team and actually won a gold medal. So that. having her kind of in my family and kind of looking at her as a role model as like a woman was kind of inspiring for me. So I would say she's probably my favorite player. That's pretty cool. And you also played for the Whitby Wolves before Union. What was that experience like, especially being the team captain? I mean, it was definitely an experience. I know that some of my teammates definitely looked up to me as a leader and I appreciate that, but I also feel like it was because I had those close-knit like relationships with my teammates, and they felt like they could come talk to me about, or like I'd give them advice about stuff. And I just think they saw how hard I worked, and they wanted to work hard for me because we were so close. Like it was kind, of, it was a very close team that we had the two years I played there. I think that was what I took from it. Yeah, and you were also the captain for Brooklyn High School. Talk about that experience and what you took away from it. I mean, high school hockey in Canada isn't as big as in the States. Granted, I did love playing high school hockey with the girls I wouldn't usually be playing with. I'd be playing against them. So that was definitely an experience. But I think like with the younger girls, they definitely looked up to me, especially because I also played for the Whitby Junior Wolves. And I definitely think that was an experience for them to get to play all together kind of thing. And how did your experience at Whitby help you prepare for college hockey? Was there any sort of like playing style or a certain game that like when you experienced it helped you in the future? I mean, you could ask a bunch of my teammates. I'm definitely known for my speed and my skating 100%. And I think Whitby, because we weren't really the most skilled team as like when I was younger, but we definitely could skate and like we were, we worked hard all the time. And I think what I took from that was just my drive and my skating 
and being like a hard forward checker, a back checker, like that is like the basis of my game really. Like I'm a grinder if you want to describe that. But I think that's what I took from it was just working hard and skating. I want to talk about your recruiting process and what made you want to go to Union College. Well, my recruiting process wasn't with Josh Skiba, our current coach. It was actually with Claudia Barcombe, who was recently let go. But basically, like, I wasn't – she never even knew who I was. I hadn't – like, Union wasn't even on my radar. I was looking at Penn State and UNH and a couple other schools. And I actually got a call from her – or she got called my dad because I wasn't allowed to talk to her at the time. And Ryan Walker, who is who graduated last year, his dad and my dad are actually really close friends. And Ryan Walker's dad saw me playing at one of the showcase tournaments and contacted my dad and was like, hey, I really like her playing style. Do you mind if I give your, like her name to the women's coach? And then so she contacted the coach, Claudia contacted my dad. And that's how things kind of got started. Union was on my radar. I visited. I saw the campus and I instantly fell in love. I loved the small classes, everything like that. And I just knew that's where I wanted to go. You got a lot of connections over there. That's been- Yeah, it was, it, honestly, it was super weird how it all happened. And I honestly, I'm so glad that it happened. Union has been such an experience and I would not regret it at all. Yeah. And what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to playing college hockey? And was there any particular player or coach that helped you through that process? I mean, definitely Josh Skiba. I feel like we obviously have our ups and downs because you got to challenge each other. Um, But I mean, I feel like he kind of made me like my mental game was not very good when I came into college hockey. I was I wasn't very confident in my skill aspect of it. So as the years have gone by, Josh has definitely aided my mindset and given me trying to give me that confidence in myself because I know I can do it. It's just being a little bit more consistent. And he's definitely helped me in that. And what was it like to score your first collegiate goal? And who did you call first? Well, it was my first collegiate goal was actually like an amazing experience. My grandma on my dad's side, she actually was visiting me that weekend. And my grandpa who had passed away three years ago, she actually had her like his photo in her lap when I scored. Oh, and she's, yeah, so it was awesome. It wasn't a pretty goal. I tipped it from a point and I was freaking out. But I remember giving my grandma the biggest hug after and she told me about the photo being in her lap and how my grandpa was watching. And I just, it was an amazing, it was, it was awesome. It just all worked out. <laughs> yeah. It's not how pretty they look. It's just that you got the goal. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, what do you feel like was your biggest improvement to your game since your freshman season? I would definitely have to say my shot and just my ability to be able to carry the puck and kind of create a little bit more offense for myself. Like, as I said before, my basis for like how I play is I'm a hard four checker. I'm a back checker. I create turnovers. Like I'm like that grinder. And I think the biggest improvement would be that I'm more than that, that I do have the skill that I can shoot to score, that I can do those things and create offense for myself. And you play at a very good college. How do you balance both the academic aspect of being a student athlete and the hockey aspect as well? Honestly, that is definitely something I still struggle with. I'm a chem major, so my course load's a little bit heftier than others. But I enjoy what I do, and honestly, you just got to find a way. Like, there's definitely some good days or some bad days where, like, you, you think you can't do it, but you just, you just keep going. You just do the best you can because that's all you can really ask of yourself. And in your freshman season, I was just checking the schedule. There was a stretch of games where you won three out of four games against Brown, Yale, and Merrimack. How did those games help your team's positivity through that year? 
Um, honestly, that was my freshman year, right? Yes. Or was it sophomore? Yeah. So honestly, I can't really remember, but I do remember one of my um, classmates, Allie First, who actually currently last like two years ago or last year quit the team. She scored a goal that had been long been waiting for. And I remember we had this huge embrace. I've, oh God, it was just so awesome. I was so happy for her. And I think her scoring also kind of like pumped up the team because she was a huge leader on the team also. And I just think us being able to have those wins under our belt just gave us confidence that we can actually win games and that we are a skilled hockey team and we can compete with anybody in the league. And what's been your favorite game you've played so far at Union? Um, I have to say, because I can't really remember all of them, but I definitely really enjoyed playing Dartmouth when I scored this one goal from like literally got on the ice, went all the way down behind our net, skated it down and scored. And I was just like, where the heck did that come from? And since that, like once that happened, the whole game, I was on fire. Like I just loved, that was probably the best, most funnest game. I know that's not a word that I had that season. Yeah. And I just want to talk to you about, so you mentioned that your coach, Josh Skiba, what was it like to be a part of a coaching transition during uh, your upperclassman year? I mean, there wasn't, it didn't really feel like a transition really, because when I came in freshman year, he was already really the coach. So it, it kind of like was like, he was my coach for the whole time, but we definitely like Josh has been trying to like improve the team and obviously turn the program around. And I think he's doing a very good job at it. I think he's definitely trying to implement all these different things that he's learned online or at coaching inter like um, conventions and stuff like that. Um, I just, I don't know. Like he just, he, it's just very inspiring. He's definitely trying to do the best he can. Now union hasn't made the ECAC playoffs in three years. You have been since you've been there. What's been, what do you ask, what has to be done to get over that hump and get into a playoff spot? Honestly, I think it's just our mindset. I think like we definitely have the skill and we definitely have the players and we all want it that bad. It's just, I don't know how many games last season or in the previous seasons I've been at Union. We've been up in the first two periods and then next thing you know, third period comes around and we lose the lead and we end up losing the game. And I think we just, we get too comfortable or we, I don't know what it is, but we just got to get our mindset right and know that we can stretch it out through the third and we can beat teams. Like I think one game that kind of stuck in my head was when we were up three, nothing with against Clarkson and going into like halfway through the second. And then we ended up losing that game 6-3. Like that, we need to work on our mindset going into the third, knowing that we got to keep working and keep playing the game we've been playing. Because once we do that, we're going to be unstoppable. What's the biggest strength of your team and how do you think you can use it to improve for next year? Um, well, I definitely think one of our not strengths is that we can't, we need to bury goals. But then like, complementing that, our biggest strength would probably be our defense. I think we definitely are a very defensive-minded team, and Josh has been trying to change that with us. We've all got to be goal scorers, and we all got to want to score. But I definitely think we have the D zone and playing good defense down when we can. Sometimes we're not perfect. No one is, but that would probably be our strength. And what's been your favorite road arena to play in? Oh, God, I would have to say it's not really a road arena, but with RPI, every year we play in the Mayor's Cup. And we play at Times Union. And I have to say that is definitely an experience that I'm so grateful for and I'll never forget. And every year it's always it's just it's the same feeling. You walk in and you see the huge like arena and 
God, I'd have to say that's my favorite rink to play in. And now we're in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first one is, do you have any hidden talents you'd like to share? Oh, God, hidden talents? I... I mean, I'm, I like to draw <laughs> yeah. and if you could call like watching endless TV shows and movies a talent, then yeah, I would say that's definitely something I'm good at. I think I'll, I'll consider that a talent. Obviously we can show drawing on a podcast, but you know, maybe, I don't know, something later that we can promote. <laughs> now my next question is what's your favorite thing about union that is not hockey related? Oh my gosh. I would have to say the relationship I have with my professors I love them. I love the class setting. I, I'm a huge nerd in that sense. I love learning and I love my classes. And like my professors email me like, congratulations on ECAC, like all academic and, or they go, oh, I saw you guys playing this weekend. You saw you won or saw you scored like good job. Like, I think the close knit community at Union is definitely something that I cherish. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Oh God, I think it would have to be either Austin Matthews or um, Mitch Marner. They're amazing hockey players. I don't know if you saw the Leafs game the other oh, day. That was, that was awesome. Back. Yeah. Oh my God, I was jumping around my living room. That was amazing. I was stunned. I didn't think uh, they would come back. I thought Columbus basically wrapped that game up. And then once Tavares scored that goal, I think, you know, the team, it just turned it around. That was incredible though. I have to admit that. Yeah, I, that was amazing. I was sitting on my couch. I was like, I'm just going to, I should probably turn this off. But I'm like, no, I need to watch the whole thing. And then once they got that one goal, I was on the edge of my seat. I couldn't even help myself. As long as they don't play Boston in the first round, I think the Leafs have a chance to win the cup. But Boston has been playing well. I've been watching them. So who knows? I know. Don't get me started. I go to school with a bunch of Boston fans and they rub it in every time about last year. And I can't, I can't even look at them when they do that. Yeah, I'm a Boston fan, but I won't rub it. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, God. I mean, I, I just told you I watched so many. I like, literally, I'd have to say maybe The Green Mile with Tom Hanks. That is a classic. It's a tearjerker. It gets me every time. And another classic I really like is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh God, I could watch those movies endlessly. Yeah, I agree with you on that. What is your ideal vacation spot? I have actually never been on like a family vacation or vacation. I will say though, I did travel to Iceland and Sweden for hockey. And I definitely would want to go to Iceland to the Blue Lagoon. Oh my God, that was an amazing experience too. That's pretty cool. Um, what music do you listen to before a game and which arena has the best warm-up mix? Honestly, I think the best arena that has the best warm-up mix before I get into the music I listen to, which is super weird, is probably St. Lawrence. Or yeah. no, yeah, St. Lawrence. Their music mix is really good. Um, the music I listen to before a game, I get made fun of all the time. I could go from Celine Dion to country music to rap music. I whatever music, like whatever song, just pumps me up. It's on my playlist, and no one. I just it, everybody makes fun of me for it. Well, I won't make fun of you for it. I think that <laughs> everyone has a different taste. I don't understand. But speaking of your teammates. We're going to ask you some questions about them. Who is the funniest on the team? Oh, God. I was asked this earlier. I, I think it's honestly a tie between Katie Sontag, Coco Francis, and Emily King. Those three crack me up and all in different ways. Coco, I've roomed with her for two years. And every time, we just have, like, the greatest time together. And Kinger just met her last year. 
love her. She's just a crazy one. And Katie, oh my gosh, she just, she always watches the TikToks and she has all the funny inside jokes. They, all three of them just crack me up. Um, which teammate has the best style? Oh my gosh. I feel like if any one of them is listening, going to listen to this, I'm going to get in trouble. But I have to think, I have to say Ava Reynolds, she just graduated. She was probably the one that cared the most about her style and probably I would say had the best style. Now, speaking of TikTok, who do you think is the best dancer on the team? Oh, 100% Emily King. That girl is probably the one person on our team who got us hooked on TikTok. That girl was dancing before we even knew what TikTok was. Yeah. Is she upset that it's going to get banned potentially? Honestly, she hasn't talked to me about it. I feel like maybe she's in denial that it's not actually going to happen. But yeah, no, she, I would see her in the dressing room. I'd come in after class before practice. She'd be half dressed doing her little dance thing. It, it's, oh God, it was ridiculous. Now back to some hockey questions now. What do you think has to be done to help grow women's hockey, especially on the college level? Oh, that's a tough one. Ah. Uh, I guess just the involvement of everything. I guess just like how social media has kind of promoted it kind of thing. And like everybody kind of talking about it and definitely like the younger kids looking up to us and us kind of promoting what we're doing and how much we love it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And I think hopefully we, we're trying to get some women's hockey players on to help promote it on our page as well. And I know some yeah. other college hockey pages has done it as well. So that's good. Now, what's been your favorite hockey memory so far? My favorite hockey memory, like at Union or all, like of all time? Of all time, yeah. Well, I would, okay, I, I would have to say the one at Union because I, I, this is going to, because Union is probably the, my favorite place to be, is freshman year when we had our first two ECAC games and we swept Brown and Yale and we were considered the first in our league and that was we were putting that all over Snapchat. We were so proud about it. I would have to say that would probably be my best hockey memory. I remember running, like hopping the bench and like skating over to my goalie and like all of us were just like falling all over each other because we couldn't believe what we had done. Now, is there any shout outs you'd like to make before we let you go? Shout outs. Um, I guess shout out to everybody on my team because I've already told them about the whole interviewing process and that I love them and that I'm so sorry for our seniors because our, se our spring term got cut short. Oh, that stinks. Well, thank you so much, Michaela, for coming on the podcast. I wish you all the best for next season. And, yeah, have fun and stay safe. Oh, perfect. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Michaela for taking time out of her busy schedule and coming on our podcast. I appreciate it very much, and I wish her all the best for next year. She's going to kill it. I know it. But uh, that's it for the podcast. There isn't any college hockey news going on right now. Uh, just a message uh, before we head out and play the outro song is just treat everyone with respect and kindness. It's, we're living in some pretty crazy times right now, and it's just a message that I want to give to y'all. I think it could go a long way, so just treat everyone with kindness and respect. And trust me, be friendly with everyone, and it goes a long way. Trust me, I know it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We have a fantastic interview on Monday, probably the best one I've had in a while. Thank you for dealing with all my podcast host issues, and thank you for listening, and see you guys on Monday. It should be a fun episode. Take care. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. Peace. Thank you.
smile that makes the sun rise. 